Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 164, and I am your host, Florence Lyon. And I am another one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. Andy, were you just parroting me? No, I was muppeting you. You're my. You're I was, pretend, I was me. pretending that you were like operating like a, a, a fluffy muppet character from three thousand miles away via telepresence. Uh, you know, I have been called a muppet once um, because Positively? apparently I'm very animated. Yes, it was. It was actually in a positive association. There you so go. yeah, which you I, know I appreciate. I, I I spent three days at uh, Boston Comic Con over the weekend. And I was dressed up in like my, I was on stage like uh, Q and and interviewing people, including the wonderful Leah Thompson and uh, uh, and it, it's it was and Wallace Shawn and mm-hmm. so I was wearing like a my my what I consider to be like my nice dressy clothes, which are like slacks and a dress shirt and a tie and a sweater vest and a jacket over that and. I counted exactly three times on the con floor. Someone uh, thought that I was cosplaying as one of the doctors, as a as a time lord. I mean, which is which is, which is not an insult at all. If if, I mean, if anything, yeah. I'm unintentionally like aiming for the the, you, the you dress put sense, fashion sense in of that a time lord demographic in that sort of clothing. You should expect that people would naturally think perhaps you are cosplaying. <laughs> It's Boston, it's 85 degrees, it's humid, it's inside this big, 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 big convention center. Why would somebody be wearing a tie and a sweater vest and a jacket over the sweater vest and the tie and the shirt unless they were doing it costume related? Yes. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. Now, see, (laughs) over here in a dry heat of California, I spent the weekend at the Gravenstein Apple Festival in (laughs) Sebastopol. It is my husband's favorite apple. (laughs) Um, it is the apple of Sonoma's eye, I guess you could say, uh, it's great for pies and great for drinking, not so great for eating in my personal opinion, because I think it's just a tad too mealy, but anyway, and it was a scorching 90 something degrees and it was, it was scorching. And I just, you know, I just think about, uh, I just think about all this heat and yeah, I just try to live in the moment. <laughs> someday I may not be able to live in the moment because it's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going um, with that. <laughs> no, again, I, I we were we we delayed the show by three and a half minutes because I needed to move a fan into position where it could be providing a necessary updraft <laughs> through the through the course of this show. But I'm not going to complain to anybody who is like podcasting from California. Where there is the weather, and then there is also the fires, and so that's. Oh uh, yeah, I saw uh, last week. I got to see a fire break out while I was driving home on the hills. It was uh, very exciting. I was quote unquote fire chasing for a quick second there, and the only reason I was fire chasing is because it was on my way to the freeway I needed to get home. Ah. Uh, but you know, it. I had my little Pixel Two in the holster there because I was using it for Android Auto and. You know, every couple of miles, I would double press the power button, quickly get into the camera mode, shoot a couple of <laughs> pictures, go back to Android Auto. <laughs> you know that, that see that that reminded me. I got I was woken up by what I later on f- d- calculated must have been my phone uh, alerting me to a flash flood warning in my area. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I heard but, you were getting a lot of water. Right, um, and so, but uh, it made me realize that at. At some point, like let's say whenever the first time you set up a new phone, and every time you do like a major upgrade, like from like O to P, as part of the like, would you like to set up? Would you like to turn on the notifications? Would you like to turn on this? It will say, oh, by the way, this is the noise that's been made that you, you've turned by default. Uh, emergency uh, emergency uh, alerts uh, come right through. Here's what the sound is going to sound like. So that again, let's say that it's at five twenty something in the morning, and you're waking up and you're wondering. What is the pring 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 noise? I, is, is there an old fashioned old timey doorbell in this old bu- building that I haven't disconnected? And then I went back to sleep. Only later did I realize that that could have been like Godzilla is approaching the outskirts of the city. All citizens are urged to flee. 
All active military are urged to fight the Godzilla. And I would have simply gone back to sleep and I would have been in one of those buildings that Godzilla or Rodan, uh, not Gamera because Gamera is the friend of all children, uh, would have just brushed to the side without a care in the world. So uh, so legitimately, I think it's a good idea for people to be trained at least once. No, here is what the emerge, here is what the get, get Dorothy and the farmhands and Ani M and Toto into the shelter because there's a tornado a coming. Uh, on that note, by the way, there is a Godzilla marathon on Pluto TV this weekend or this week. If anybody is interested in that sort of thing, and Pluto TV is free. So, what is Pluto TV? Uh, Pluto TV is a free TV service that I use when I just need to put on stuff in the background, or maybe I want to watch like a like a weird. Maybe I am in the mood for a movie, but I just want to watch a movie like in the old, you know. Like in the old days, the 90s. Yep. No, I'm with you. <laughs> when you would just like flip through the TV and you would find a movie that kind of just started. You'd be like, oh, yeah, Jennifer Lopez is in this. Let's do it. <laughs> um, like I really miss that. So Pluto TV kind of helps satiate that. They have it's basically they have like news channels and comedy channels. And it's basically just like whatever rights they can get to for all these like random <laughs> shows. So like I finally watched Leon the Professional the other Ooh, night, nice. which I'd never seen. So I got to watch that. On Pluto, um, there's like in the afternoon, there's like Inspector Gadget and Sonic the Hedgehog, which I sometimes put on the background where I'm like struggling to writing and I just want to put a lot of distractions around me because apparently it's what I do. It's my process. Uh, But yeah, it's free. Pluto TV, it has casting abilities. So if anybody wants some freedom, some free stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I did. So we now have like a week with Android P. I will. I will only say that uh, I've been enjoying it even more and more and more as the week goes by. Particularly this weekend, because this has been sort of like a, a off. It's it's a, it's a it's a big boon for people in our sort of line of work where like there's a big piece of soft, big new uh, software update or like a big new hardware update right before you have. Uh, the sort of weekend that normal people have with like schedules and meetings and travel <laughs> and logistics uh, to handle. Cause oftentimes it's like, I, I, I can remember like what time I, I intend to like drop off my laundry. I can remember that. I don't need to have a meeting with crown cleansers on, 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 on Kimball street and <laughs> with whom here's the, but anyway, so, so I'm <clears throat> enjoy so, it now, Andy, it's going to be a robot soon. I'm sure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. robots. Are they friendly robots? If well, they pick up know, my laundry, they're fine. Do they duplex or whatever uh, it's called? God, no. They'll, they'll they'll have they'll have a special new chat app just for synthesoids. Yes. Uh, anyway, so sorry. La- so la- so last last weekend was uh, Boston Comic Con. Um, mm-hmm. I went from uh, I, one of the people that they had lined up to like interview uh, like. Uh, guests from back to the future and uh the princess bride and comics and other movies and tv shows on stage one of those people unfortunately got into a car accident they were gonna be perfectly okay but they weren't like the night before the night they were supposed to fly out to boston and so uh someone on staff know oh that's how about we get this indian otko guy who used to do this stuff back before back before boston comic-con got bought out by like this huge like convention company and so i went from in the in the space of 30 minutes like I'd gone from uh, maybe you know okay look the next train to Boston would be about in about forty five minutes. Uh, I don't know. I, I just finished. I just finished like the morning work. Maybe I'll take the next train in. I, I maybe I. You know, I hope I can go in go into town on this Friday and just at least pick up my press credentials. So I don't have to wait in the big line tomorrow. And I think I'll. I think I'll come in tomorrow. But maybe at my. I went from that to desperately like throwing a again the jacket and the dress shirt and the tie and the sweater and putting and putting on like my my a, a pair of like black actual shoes uh, and desperately trying to get to the train in time because i was doing i was I, I, as soon as i got the text message and had a 30 minute frantic phone call from the other end <laughs> saying I, I was interviewing someone on stage in front of like 200 people at five o'clock and i had to make this train and the next day i was interviewing like two or three and the next and on sunday another two but the, that okay enough about that. i i really uh, yeah this was all i will get to android p but this really was an excuse to say that i have I have a picture on my instagram of me with leah thompson uh and i also have stories about having met uh, having met uh, Wallace Shawn, who's been like one of my like nerd heroes for like since hey, forever. Hey, I would love to meet Leah Thompson. There you go. 
Well, it, you met me, and now you've met her by... Uh, by proxy. Exactly. Uh, but so, no, but the, it really did... Uh, I was using so many features of Android P, uh, and some features of just like Android O and like Android Nougat that weren't easy as easy to surface. The, the fact that I'm on, I'm on stage in front of hundreds of people, and normally I have this app for doing like uh, speaking timing, mm-hmm. uh, but... Because now they've put things like split screen that's it's so much front and center, it's not like this kind of hidden away, tucked away feature. Now it was like I've got the clock app at the first at the top quarter of the screen and the Google Docs app at the, the bottom third that has like my like five lines of notes so that I don't I, I don't I don't mistake uh, Dog Day Afternoon with uh, the French Connection, a movie that there's. No, remember, he was in Dog Day Afternoon. He was in the French Connection, and you know it was Dog Day Afternoon. But something in the brain keeps coming back with French Connection because of I don't know, like file permission issues in your in your brain's like file subsystem. But you know it's not the French Connection. But just we're gonna write down dog day afternoon so that whenever you glance at the screen you're reminded that it's not the french connection it's dog day afternoon and i did say french connection but anyway uh <laughs> but 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 also like the this is the first time that I'd really seen like lock screen uh notifications like how i'm used to just that little here's the clock here's the time and here's like the date underneath it just being this is what you get is the first time i was getting used to oh actually when it has something more important maybe to tell you than the actual date just lighting up my screen says oh by the way your next your next panel is at 5 p.m it's in room 248b and that's literally the only reason why i was lighting up my phone to make sure i had the number right and I, it all in all it just made me a really really happy user of uh, of android uh, and super, super pleased with how nice this uh, this update is working for me. Well, I am personally getting used to these gestures because, you know, I was, I, I got to be honest, I was against them before I even tried them because that's just kind of the way I am. I am a resistant, I'm a Taurus by horoscope. <laughs> and so I'm very resistant to change. I don't like it when things are changed on me without my permission. Um, <laughs> and I will find any way to not adapt However, being that I, you know, cover this stuff for a living and I need to just be on the the precipice of everything, um, I went for it. So I put in the gestures. I got the one the one little bar at the bottom, the one little home button. Did a tic tac. Exactly. It's a little tic tac, uh, a regular peppermint one, which is not fun. I would prefer an orange one, but you know, <laughs> c'est la vie. And it's really interesting you know so we've got the what is it press and slide to the right and it take from the home screen and it takes you to the last used app press it again to go back to the home screen you've got the back button only shows up when you're in another app not when you're on the home screen and then you've got that little swipey swipey gesture which it's like it doesn't feel super fluid yet where when you go from the recent app screen to the app drawer if that makes sense. So like when you when you swipe up quickly it just takes you to the recent app screen. When you swipe up long way <laughs> so I'm trying to explain it. when you swipe up long way from the home screen to get to the app drawer it doesn't feel like super fluid. It just feels like you really have to drag. So I'm still getting used to that particular part of the gestures. Like that little part is weird because that's a very new thing for me as a user. However, um, I'm kind of down with the with the consolidated navigation bar. I mean, it definitely design-wise looks a lot nicer and contributes to that minimalism effect. And yeah. I really also just like, by the way, the design of all like the pop-up windows, how everything is a nice little bubble. I really like the way the font looks against the design. I don't know. I'm just yeah. really feeling like the operating system has been spruced up a little bit in Pi and I'm enjoying it thus far. Yeah. You mean, I mean, me too. There, there's some things that I'm getting uh, I'm, I'm I'm disliking less now that I'm getting used to like I've I haven't now I should say that I have yet to actually look up what all the features like what, what all the gestures are because I'm still in the mode of I want to see what it's like to just to try to figure this thing out uh, and it's doing very very well even without any instruction but uh, I would have I would have expected that uh, when you I like the fact that now if I want to simply switch between apps, I don't even have to like I don't even have to make the the, the carousel of apps actually appear. I can just simply swipe 
then swipe back. So if I, again, let's say I'm at a convention center and I'm, I'm switching between reading my Kindle book and trying to figure out where the hell my, my lift is, it's easy just to switch between these two. That's great. Uh, instinctively, though, I feel as though I could keep swiping and just keep swiping left, 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 right, 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 right to go through this deck. And that doesn't that doesn't seem to work that way. Um, again, maybe when I do my book learning about it, I'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, and and I think last Your week book I book learning. Oh, yeah, sorry. That maybe okay. <laughs> I, I I picked up my knowledge of Android from the streets. <laughs> you know that across 110th Street, pushers won't let junkies go free. It's just I really shocking. like that song. Oh by God! The way. I, 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 I uh, every time that uh, I, I I'm aware that I'm not entitled to feel like a badass at any moment in life, but every time like I for some reason that song comes into my my internal soundtrack. Like if I'm just like walking down the street across 110th Street, and I imagine me being like shot, being photo, being like filmed from like three blocks away with a, one of those really really long like telephotos, like in those '70s movies. So you see just this this like ant hill of like people, but then you suddenly see oh look, there's this one figure that's sort of like in the middle of the shot. I bet he's I bet he's the one that's going to be the central character after we're done with these opening credits. And said yeah, that's right, I'm the, I'm the badass. I was I grew up on the streets, the the rough the rough streets. You know, I did I didn't get the breaks. My my dad all oh, when 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 my daddy left us, all he left us was alone. Okay, so I just have to say Papa this, was a rolling this is, stone. This is totally off topic, but we are cashing in our card right now here in the beginning yes. of this podcast. Uh you know the reason I know the song is actually because of the movie Jackie Brown by Quentin Tarantino. So I know it from that soundtrack. And the only reason I'm pointing that out is because I just want to appreciate the way that generations have spanned and yet the song has found its way both to <laughs> you and I in different yep. ways. So just want to put that out there to the pop culture gods. Thanks. Nope, that's again, that's, <laughs> a, some, one of the, that's one of the most, one of the nicest openings I've ever seen to a movie. Just I did, let's, let's play the entire song from start to finish as we see Jackie Brown just get Such say, a movie. just start her start end her work day oh yeah it was really wonderful quentin tarantino yeah. terrible jackie brown great go see it anyway back to android yeah. pie <laughs> exactly back to back to android pie yeah so i'm 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 really I, so uh last week i complained a little bit if i if i was coming trying to come up with things i didn't like it was that the back button was as for such an important like system button now it was really small and didn't really assert itself but after using it for a week, I was reminded that so many apps put their own back button, like an application back button at the top of the screen. So I th now I think that was kind of a nice touch because it's saying these are not two competing back buttons. Here is one that will always stick in your mind as being the system back button. Uh, and probably the one you're looking to tap is going to be that big one, that whatever, whatever emoji-shaped blob of arrow text that the programmer has put into the top left corner of the screen. So I so I can see that. The, the, the big deal is that usually anything that's going to frustrate the hell out of me, if it's still frustrating the hell out of me after a week, that's going to be it for the for the life of this release, which, which doesn't mean that I'm going to hate it. It's just that it's going to be one of those on that list of things I'm just going to get used to uh, because I like the rest of it. I can't think of anything so far that I just don't like about this. So I, this is probably even, one of the most Even the clock me, is fine. Sorry to interrupt. Even the clock. No, again, everything is nice. Even like little additions to system text, I like. Uh, the organization of uh, of the system panel, I like. Uh, there's just again, there's nothing about this I don't like. I haven't uh, I haven't tried some of the uh, all the gestures, so maybe there's still room for me to get frustrated as hell. But because I again, I am I am as Warren Zevon might have said, an excitable boy. So. <laughs> so. BT Dubs, if you've got Android Pie on right now, swipe down from the notification shade, tap the clock, and boom, you are taken to your alarms. There you go. And then if you want to check on your alarms, all you have to do is drag down twice, and it says right there at the top, I'm waking up tomorrow, 7 a.m., my phone's muted. I love it. I love all these little things. The quick uh the quick settings toggles i don't particularly care for but i'm sure that there is a reason that they exist and look that way so i'm not tossing any shade any anywhere um 
it, I will say one thing I sort of wish is that I could change the color of the highlight so I can it can match my wallpaper, you know, a la like a Mac OS tweak. <laughs> <laughs> so just putting that out there. Uh, I, you know, you know, it's just it's just getting better. It's getting better and more refined. I got to say, this feels like a very mainstreamy operating system. I not in like a bad way. I just mean that there is a a fluidity to it that doesn't really didn't really exist in previous versions of Android. And I think part of that, the key was the navigation bar at the bottom, like getting rid of that, consolidating it, giving it a new, like fresh little, you know, it, it makes it feel like a brand new operating system, even though it's totally and completely not. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like when you're, when you're refinishing a, a piece of furniture, like the more times you like sand whatever what you just painted, let it uh, draw off the draw off the dust, and then put another coat on. It looks great now, and then you say, "Well, you know what? I ha- I do still have some more paint left, and if I don't use it, it's just going to dry up in the garage." And so you say, "Okay, what the hell? I'll draw." You sand it for the fifth time, and then paint it, and you're like, "Oh my god, look how I thought it was great before, and it, it it's still like black, but now it is like." so black that all i can think of is black and it looks like it was like born this color instead of me going to home depot and like guessing which oh my god and all yeah you're right it's like it's not just it's not just about new features it really is about just that little extra level of polish that can only come when you're in like the fifth sixth seventh iteration of something as they as or Google. Ninth. Or ninth, <laughs> or I, let's. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give everything up to cupcake. I'm, I'm gonna say that Android really started with cupcake, because that was. It there did. Was, there, actually, yeah. <laughs> it was you know version one and version two point up to version two point something. That was that was like the developers shipping a new version of Android, and we all gather around and we say, "What a nice job! Each of you gets a sticker." And they all line wow. up and they sing the school song. And yeah, and because it was a lot of work, it was, it, but it wasn't necessarily the sort of thing that would make you drop an iPhone or even a Blackberry to switch to. <laughs> so That's right. Blackberry was still holding tight around that time. Blackberry didn't even run Android back then. If you can imagine such a thing. Oh, I don't even want to. I, I can't <laughs> bear the thought. Of something not running Android. Uh, can I just make one quick little uh, quick little quip before we get to our first round of ads for the episode? I will authorize, I will, you have my approval for yes. that quip. Um, I have to tell everyone out there that I am loving the hell out of the Pixel Book. Just in this last week and a half, as I've just been, I've been working crazy hours. I've <laughs> been working a lot. Um you know, because it happens. I have, you know, I have a tendency to take on a lot of work at a time. It's just, again, in my Torian nature, I go like dormant and I don't work and then I like work a crap ton and then I tire myself out. So anyway, uh, I've been using the Pixel, but I've been spending a lot of time with it. Uh, Jason Howell, my co-host at All About Android, very kindly uh, lent me forever his Pixel pen. And so I've been using that just to kind of like doodle and do some cropping if I need to do like photo editing. And it has just been an absolute delight. And now that I actually have raw image support through Snapseed, I have a new uh, editing process. I don't even have to come to the Windows PC downstairs. I can just stay upstairs with the Chromebook and plug in my SD card from the DSLR and do all of my editing on like through Adobe Lightroom, the Android app version. Yeah. And so I just I just want to shout out to Chrome OS because it is almost back to school time and I'm starting to see like all the all the laptop articles go out, all the like what you should buy. And I'm you know, we've got a deal going on at Google for back to school, 750 bucks for the Chromebook again for the Pixel book. And I just frankly think it's a great deal. And especially because we keep hearing all this stuff about like Windows 10 and like all of this stuff is going to come. Absolutely. And it's all just rumor mongering right now. Yeah. But I, got, but... I, I, I really got to say, uh, we, yeah, it's, it's looking more like a sure thing now as uh, more developers start to look tear into like the APKs that are coming out. Uh, that the project is called Campfire. 
Uh, they know that uh, it will support dual booting uh, Windows on not just the Pixelbook, but and conceivably any Chromebook that is capable of running Windows 10. So maybe not necessarily the one you got for $130 on Black Friday, but if it if you spent a, a halfway decent amount of money, certainly maybe if it has a nice Intel processor about it. Um, and also that it's not going to be like sideloading something or let's unlock the bootloader and then do a whole lot of command line kung fu. It will work uh is camp campfire it's very similar to in in tone uh to boot camp yes isn't it and, yes and it's going to function and supposedly it's going to function like boot camp where you like it is wear a, os and watch os right <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so it will be as easy to set up and as easy to use it will just be something you, you press up you hold on a key maybe and it goes um the uh bad news about this as far as we know uh, is that uh, like every other device that runs Windows 10, it has to go through Microsoft's uh, Windows 10 certification process. So it's not necessarily the mm. the Chromebook you have right now will be able to use it. Uh, famously, a few months ago, uh, Google got that certification for the Pixelbook, so that looks good. Also, you're gonna <laughs> give if you if you reveled in the idea that hey you know you know oh well, geez this pixel book this chromebook only has 32 gigabytes of storage but oh well you know what it kind of it gets everything from the cloud anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're going to run windows on it i think you're going to want more than 30 gigs uh but yes. but the, but even but the even the baseline 128 gigabyte storage uh pixel book that's on sale uh, looks to be like it'll run it would it would run windows 10 just fine uh but I have to. I really have to say that uh, I have still been like sort of going through my mind, like what happens if this beautiful uh, 2015 MacBook, like I, I should drop it or get stolen or if I spill soda in it or whatever, and I'm left with either buying a new MacBook with that crummy keyboard that I absolutely hate. Uh, or something else. Now I really gotta say, uh, as I was already kind of interested in the idea of a Chromebook as a replacement for uh, like a really uh, two, uh, for my two thousand dollar MacBook laptop. Now if the idea of having a paying extra money for like one of the higher end uh, Pixel books and being able to run not when run Windows ten when I need real apps, but also have it be a Chromebook for when I want every single advantage of a Chromebook. And also uh, <laughs> another piece of news that we had a, we did, didn't get to last week. Uh, let's not forget that it also not not only would it run Windows ten apps, not only would it run Android apps, uh, but also runs Linux apps. And uh, apparently, uh, yes. the, and apparently, the installation process for Debian uh, Linux apps uh, is being really, really streamlined. Where you just, you just, there's a .deb file. You simply double click on it, and it installs. As opposed to again, command line kung fu. So now we're talking about okay, I can run open source Linux. I can run Windows. I can run Chrome OS. I can run Android. You know, for that's that's it's not uh, for. Leave your walled garden. Leave your walled garden. And it's so There's tiny. The exit. And it's tiny. It has a touch screen and a really good pen. And oh, it's pretty good pen. It's a pretty yeah, good pen. Pretty good pen. It's a, it's 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 let's let's say it's better than the pen on the MacBook. Let's say, <laughs> which would be no pen whatsoever. True. And on that note, let's jump into our first double feature ad. Yes, we're going to do a special treat. So don't keep your fingers off that uh, 30 second button because uh, we're don't doing that sort of Don, Donnie and Marie. Uh, yep. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. So rather than like one of us doing both, one of us is going to be a little bit country with one ad. And then the other one of us is going to be a little bit rock and roll with the other. See if you can guess which one is going to be which. We think you'll be surprised. Hint, I'm wearing motorcycle boots. We have a very exciting ad break today because this episode of Material is brought to you by Inboard Technology, the geniuses behind the motorized M1 skateboard. Inboard's flagship M1 e-board is set apart from the pack by its innovative, industry-leading features and its sleek, yet rugged, design. It has the world's first truly swappable battery for an electric straight skateboard. Just put an extra battery in your bag and swap while on the go. 
The remote has a simple, intuitive design, and the safety trigger means you don't have to worry about any accidental takeoffs. You can ride along after the sun goes down with the only e-board that has integrated LED lights on the front and tail for a safety, safer ride. And the inboard Vision mobile app controls every aspect of the board and even allows your mobile device to be used as a throttle. It provides regular firmware updates to your M1 for the highest performing torque, hill climbing, efficiency, and more, making the M1 totally future-proof. You can seriously upgrade your commute with one of these boards. Forget spending ages stuck in traffic or looking for a parking space. Just pick up your board and head to work. And if your commute is just fine, you might just want a fun way to get around your neighborhood. And it's great for that, too. For limited time only, save $100 on your purchase of the M1 eBoard by heading to inboardtechnology.com and using the code material100 at checkout. Get the board, try for 14 days, and if it's not for you, just send it back. With that easy return policy, if you've always wanted to try out a motorized board, now's the time to do it. That's inboardtechnology.com and use the code material100 to save $100 for a limited time only. Go there now. You won't regret it. Thanks to Inboard Technology for their support of Material. This episode of Material is brought to you by Away. Away are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers. That's why they make smart premium suitcases so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. And what do you need most while you're traveling? More battery, of course. When you buy an Away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel. Both sizes of the carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. Go to awaytravel.com backslash material now and browse Away's suitcases, featuring premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, and still very lightweight. Choose from over 10 colors and five sizes, including the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, or the kids carry on for the smaller folks among us. And they cut out the middleman so that you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. Away suitcases have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels. Away carry-ons are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while still maximizing the amount you can pack. With TSA combination locks built in, they also feature a removable, washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. I love the Away suitcase. It is super lightweight. It's really easy to carry. It's a lot easier to carry up steps than other suitcases I've had in the past. And I love that there's all these little things that are included with the package to make you feel like you kind of are a first crash traveler, even though you're totally in the back of the plane, near the, near the bathrooms, just, you know, that's the way life is. But at least the suitcase that you have is super cool and stylish and not so hard to lift with you as you are running through the airport trying to catch your next flight. Isn't that always hard? So Away believes in the quality of their products. This is why they offer that lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. And they also have that 100-day trial with no questions asked return policy with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the United States. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. To find out more about Away, go to awaytravel.com backslash material. And if you use the code material at checkout, you get 20% off of any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com backslash material and the code material for $20 off. $20 off. Thank you so much Away for their support of this show and of Relay FM. I do actually own motorcycle boots, by the way. Just want to put that out there. Uh, so this is, you know, it's slow. It's slow in the news world right now because it's summertime and there's so many people on vacation and also simultaneously a lot of children going back to school, uh, which is crazy. There's just, it's such, such a crazy time. The weather's turning, you know, in August, the weather gets, it's like weird summer. It's like stormy or it's like awful. So there was, there was Halloween candy at the drugstore today. It made me sad. It's too soon. It's too soon. Uh, So we're just as we are demanding that it's too soon for Halloween candy. Google is also demanding that its developers make wear apps that do not suck. Uh, Just to, you know, TLDR. That's that's unfortunate because they they were so 
patient with all these developers saying, I'll, I know that we don't have to tell them. We don't have to ask them. They will know. Let's you know, make, make Android Wear apps that don't suck. And then they were making apps that sucked. And then so then Google said, could we ask you not to? And here's a list of things that would make your apps on the watch not suck. So could you please may consider not having apps that suck, especially if we go to all the trouble of producing a very nice web page that explains it. And apparently, no, they're, they're committed to suckage on the web, on the watch. <laughs> so they've introduced a new set of paradigms called app quality guidelines a while ago. Now they will be mandatory for new apps and old apps. You have to adhere to them if you're a developer by early next year. Stuff like supporting all sizes and shapes of a dial, whether that be square, round, or slice, which is making me think that we're going to be seeing some fitness bands coming soon. No, no, that, that, um, that's, where, that's where that's like the Moto 360 that has oh, a little wink on. Uh, yeah. These are Andy's notes, everyone. <laughs> I'm pinning this on Andy. Just kidding, Andy. Uh, text big enough to be glanceable, at least 12, uh, font size Points. 12. Yeah. <laughs> font size 12. That's how I refer to it. APK runs on the watch and can be installed from the Play Store, Play Store from the watch itself. Confirmation animations, which are those great little things that add more functionality to the interface there on uh, Wear OS. Wait, Wear OS, Watch OS. Wait, are we Wear OS or Watch OS? I'm confused. We are, we are, we are Wear. We're Wear. This is not fair. You can't do no, a WOS for two of the biggest rival platforms. It's confusing. Well, especially, especially when like someone wants to patent, hey, we've got this, we've got this new line of cheeses. We're we're calling it cheese. And like, well, what's anybody else gonna gonna do? Well, it's obviously cheese that we're selling, but we can't call it cheese. So we got an operating system that runs on a watch, but Apple has already called their thing Watch OS. So we can we can hardly be blamed for saying for saying Watch OS for everything. It is an OS that runs on a watch. Regardless, all of this just points to the fact that Google is interested in its See, Wear we're OS. We're both hot, and we're both like all—it's all humid and stuff. And we're going to be a lot nicer in a few weeks when, like, it, it cools down just a little bit and it dries out a little bit. So I'm sorry for a little bit ootsy right now, but that's that's the, what's, <laughs> that's what you're stuck with. Well, until that is Pixel Watches, the possible arrival of Pixel Watches. Again, we're waiting for this supposed October event that's happening because supposedly that's what the internet is like bustling about. Anyway, October is going to be a big month because not only will it actually be time to buy Halloween candy at the store, but it will also be time for a Google event, which may also mean a new Pixel Watch, which may also mean a new watch combining the power of Google and Qualcomm, just as Samsung announced their Qualcomm-based watch last yeah. week. They did. Watches. They, they, Google, Google and Qualcomm like did something that was kind of mean-spirited to for people like us because some somebody asked them about like future plans for uh, Qualcomm finally came up with a new system on a chip uh, uh, for uh, that's much 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 better for it's not like a, it's not a, a, a modified phone chip it now this is a specifically bespoke uh, like wearable like so fitness or like watch sort of chips and so someone asked him about it and Google and Google and Qualcomm they all well, because of a future pixel watches and then something that they described together as in quotes i have to, i have her a lead smartwatch i assume it wasn't a lead smartwatch but a lead smartwatch which could mean so many things <laughs> it's like you you would assume that it's going to be like here is the here is the one that costs a thousand dollars you can't possibly afford but at least it'll show you that here's cool stuff that we can put into an android watch or does it i uh, android wear watch i'm sorry a wear <laughs> os see it's it's too hot it's just too hot. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but maybe it'll flustered. make more sense. Maybe it'll make yeah. more sense after this autumn. Uh, we should also quickly mention this little bit of news, which actually intersects with the the watch OS of the Android type. So Android Police had an exclusive article about the fact that Google's developing a wearable health and fitness assistant called Google Coach, and uh, it sounds exactly like what it is. It's a person yelling. I'm assuming what it is is AI yelling in your face for you to move, move, move. <laughs> Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Oh, it's it's like, great. It's, you should definitely go watch that series if you haven't, by the way. I think 
Google Coach. It's like Google Business Class, but they, they still take all your data, but you have less leg room. Well, hopefully it's not like that. So that's, that's the best joke I can make. Again, it's hot, <laughs> and over here it's. I, uh, Andy, come on, we're dragging <laughs> okay, the dad just a little this too is, much. This listeners, this is not your problem. This is my problem, and I should not be using your time. Or should I say our time to complain about it? Uh, yeah, so it's so it's the uh, uh, they don't have any real details about it. So I'm just going to quote the article from Android Police. Uh, quote: Google Coach will also help monitor your nutrition and recommend foods. For example, you might be able to get a healthy order recommendation for a meal out based on your location and patterns. If you prefer to cook at home, Coach could instead generate a weekly meal plan and shopping list and beam it all right to your email. I would think that they would email it right to your email, but hey, we're talking about the future technology here. Beam me Google up, su- Scotty. <laughs> uh, I'm losing his pattern, Captain. He's buying Fig Newtons instead. Uh, <laughs> Google suggests that Coach might even be able to use your calendar data to figure out how many meals it needs to plan. So, so, so yeah, so no, machine learning. This is too much data. Yeah. I don't need you to be that much in my life. Who needs See, this much structure? Yeah. See, if I don't it, know. If it's, Come if on, it's, live a little, a, people. Yeah. If it's a data powered, chicken. if it's a data powered system of nagging, no. But if it's a way to say, okay, now remember how, like before you installed me, you simply said I want to walk ten thousand steps a day, and you would never actually do it. How about if I have just figured out how you can get the exact same benefits if. In the next 11 minutes, you simply stand up from your desk and like walk downstairs and then upstairs again. And I'll t- remind you again in another hour to do something similar. And it will be just as though you. Say, That's oh, helpful. I will do that. Exactly. That's helpful. So we'll see. But the food thing worries me also because anything food worries me because anything dealing with food can be quite frankly, very triggering for some people out there. Um, and I feel like the way that it is implemented is very important because again, we have to think about what we have to think about. I mean, are we going to be able to like put in data about what we can eat, but then there's the, there's the idea, there's a fear of like, well, is that giving too much data over? I don't know. Anyway, so as you can see, <laughs> there's it's, a lot well, of questions yeah. I have about this. It's it's interesting. Well, it's it's interesting to think about what a health app could do proactively. Like, the, like I I remember back when um, I was taking care of my mom, who was a type one diabetic, and it took a it took a while after her diagnosis to figure out because when she she got sick and that's why I was taking care of her. Uh, and so the drugs that she was taking and also her terminal illness was affecting like how her body was processing food. And it took like weeks to get her blood sugar dialed in. Like there's the schedule of eating and like when, to, when she would need to get a snack to make sure that her blood sugar would stay stable, particularly overnight. And so if we're talking about stuff like that, where uh, you, you, it knows that it knows that you're, let's say, a type two diabetic and it will not give you like alerts and warnings so much as say, because I've been uh, because I'm uh, I'm connected to like what you've been eating. I'm telling you that sometime in the next hour, if you were to eat like half an apple, that would be great. And just over the course of weeks and weeks and weeks of just simply uh, tonight, if you can figure out how to not eat as many carbs as you normally would, that would probably work out to your advantage. That that sort of stuff that would keep you on an even even keel without having to do a whole lot of number crunching or spreadsheeting if you have nutrition goals that you would like to meet like uh, uh, my, my dinner tonight was two two sous vide uh, hamburger patties uh, that I quickly took out of the water hit with a blowtorch put on a bun and ate like 15 minutes before we were recording this I would like it to I would like it not to nag me about here's your meal plan for this week but simply to know that okay you had a meal you had dinner last night that was not terribly, but not really bad, but not great. So I'm going to suggest tomorrow. I I'm going to suggest for tomorrow night you try this recipe. Continuing, continuing, considering that you've told me that you'd like to try eating vegetarian dinners like once a week, and then if I got that as part of like my morning, like a Google Now. I know it's not Google Now, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, well, by the way. Uh, if you if you're here's here's a here's a picture and a video of what I'm suggesting for tonight. That I think you're going to like, and it would say, here's what you're going to need to buy at the market. It's like, oh, actually, I, again, I'm, I'm going to be 
picking up my laundry, I will stop off at the market on the way home and buy some of that stuff. It doesn't sound like exotic stuff. All I need is half a green pepper and a couple of bananas, and I'm good. So that's we'll have to figure out exactly what it's doing. But it is, as usual, the what we're imagining it can do is really terribly great. We're hoping that it's not just, here's another aspect of your life we can catalog and exploit. Yeah, not to mention, you know, some days eating is just, I don't know. Basically, we just have to wait and see because I know that there's been a lot of, um, there's just been a lot of news stories lately, more in like some mainstream tech media, uh, just talking about, by mainstream, I'm talking about uh, like CNBC. <laughs> That's what I mean by mainstream. Um, they're talking about Google's trajectories into health tech. And I feel like this is probably like like a finger of that arm, <laughs> so to speak. So I think we'll be hearing more about this. And I think it's all going to be an effort to make watchOS be an absolute competitor to Wear OS, which has Apple Health. And I know that... Um, my friends love the health abilities that their Apple watches can do. And they love like the little buddy system they have. And I kind of wish I had that on Android. I just wish that there was something that didn't want so much data from me. So, but again, I haven't tried it yet. So what do I know? Right. Yep. We'll I'm figure just... it out. As, as, as usual, it's the transaction. It's, uh, I, I, it's, it's Google is not going to, a Google feature is not appropriately a, a Google feature. Yes. Yeah. If, if it doesn't say, wow, that's really handy. I'm glad, well, I can't, I, I'm glad you reminded of, of exactly that exactly now. And then it's 18 seconds later. How did you know that I was running low uh, on Sangria mix? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know I was running low on sangria mix? Because it's hot. I, I need to drink something cold and with alcohol in it to get through this. I'm sorry, I'm about to whine again. Maybe we should go do another commercial. Yeah, let's go do another commercial. This episode of Material is brought to you by Fracture. Fracture is the company that can take your favorite images and print them directly onto glass for you to display in your home. And they make the perfect, thoughtful gift. Fractures are handmade in Gainesville, Florida from U.S. sourced materials, and their sleek, frameless design goes with any decor. Ordering is super simple, and fractures come ready to display straight out of the box. They even include the wall hanger. That's how fuss-free the Fracture experience is, and... Fracture is a green company operating a carbon-neutral factory, which they lovingly refer to as the Fractory. Placing orders is easy. You just grab whatever you want off of your Instagram, upload a picture, uh, grab them from any other source, choose a size, <laughs> and it just simply you click it and it goes. So it's not like you know having an old Epson printer and having to figure out exactly how many cartridges you need to print a simple picture. Uh, and the other cool thing is that it's available in a range of sizes, which means a range of prices. So all the way from having just a really cool Instagram that you just got just printed out onto a uh, rather manufactured onto glass uh, as a little tabletop thing, all the way to a really, really incredibly fabulously cool uh, wall hanging for an amazing piece of art that you're, kind of wish that your friends and family when they come visit you ask you where you bought that thinking that it's one of those really super elegant pier one imports sort of a piece of decorative art but no it was something that you actually shot yourself and then actually had fracture turn into a beautiful hanging glass print fracture prints are a great are a great addition to any home and they really do make amazing gifts for family and friends it's time to rescue those photos that are hidden away on your devices. Head to FractureMe.com slash material to get started and see how sleek fractures look. And get 15% off your first order. That's FractureMe.com slash material. Open it in your browser now and get 15% off. We'd like to thank Fracture for their support of material. So, have you heard... Google is launching something called 
cameos. Now, this isn't <laughs> about finding, you know, a cameo of MC Hammer in your favorite 90s revival TV show. This is actually a closed tool so that celebrities and public figures can create their own video responses to common search questions about them. Yes. <laughs> Video responses to common search questions. So I'm guessing this is like uh, Fallon. I think Fallon does the mean. Oh, no, it's Kimmel does the mean tweets where, you, where the celebrities sit and read the mean tweets about them. And they have to like sit there and endure it, which is just like, back well, in the day it was yeah. funny. But now in the way Twitter is, it's not as funny. Um, so this is an app. So this is an app that you can download. It's only, uh, but just, you know, which is hilarious here, considering our listener base, it's only available for uh, the iPhone. <laughs> and um, the user has to request the ability to post. So if you are Cindy Crawford, and I don't think anybody's saying anything bad about Cindy Crawford because she's actually been doing pretty well post-modeling, uh, you know, then you have to request the access to post. Um, the but, app... But, but, but it's, yes. it's, but it's not necessarily like it's not like responding to like nasty tweets. It's, no, it's, I guess it's part like uh, Google's been uh, Google built a platform a little while ago to enable stuff like this, where outside people can contribute things that get surfaced by search to make things to make search more of a direct tool, as opposed to we're not going to give you the information. We're going to send you on the right route to find the information. Uh, so the idea is not so that like people can, so that I can like live a vi live a lead a video response. Say why? Thank you. Well, the 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 uh, the aluminum uh, uh, insulated mug that I was using in my last video podcast is actually called the Penguin XA. Because that's okay. Who needs to know that? We're we're more talking about like, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Uh, well, if you if if you if you really want to know how I did that fantastic stunt in the last movie, well, I was tethered to an invisible thing to an XJ one ring, and then uh, we had a. But I'll tell you nothing about Scientology. Right. Next question, please. <laughs> I am not. I'm <laughs> that thing about me in the hotel room with that tuna. Is not just damn lies, damn well, lies, every one of them. So, listen, but that's what but I brought that up though. I just brought that up because that's the thing I'm like thinking about. I'm like, are celebrities yeah. gonna go out there and be like, D you know, that's a not that's a false truth. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Well, just I, well or, yeah, the Apple, the app is going to once basically you download, anyone can download the app, but you then have to say, hi, here's, here's who I am. And you and you Google now have to decide whether I'm famous enough to like merit someone who needs who, who can who can create content for this cameo content. Uh, and so not only that, but it will also if you're approved, it will also like forward hmm. to you from time to time here are questions about you that are being asked through google if search. you're approved so that means i'm assuming this is for anybody with any sort of celebrity status whether it be d celebrity list or a list i think i think that's gonna i think it's gonna be the thing it's gonna be people that don't ha also not only like superstars who have staff who are gonna make sure that they participate in this but also someone who is in who is best described as that guy who was in that show who got fired after uh, that season with because of that incident i think that was like 10 years ago maybe fit and he's going to be like i i need to establish my credibility as a celebrity by making sure that i have access to the cameos feature yeah that's uh, what i'm that's what i'm yeah. worried about i don't want some creepazoids going on there and being like i did not well, but they're, they're, but they're not. Gonna, they're not going to. They're not going to. No one's going to find it and get that content unless someone asks for it. That's but that, true. but that that is a that is a double French door opening to a beautiful Renaissance courtyard of like sad sort. Of, can, can you, again, can you imagine someone who has, hasn't hasn't yes. hasn't even been like on an audition for like five years and dancing this Dancing with the Stars doesn't want him. The I'm a celebrity, get me out of rehab show doesn't want him. Even YouTube doesn't. Andy want, knows and, his celebrity. I, I, it's, celebrity trash shows. It's, I'm impressed, actually. Some okay. So again, so I, I'm I am human in my own way, but <laughs> uh, I, I, but I can imagine now they they have nothing but all, time all day to like 
answer questions that they hope in their fantasy written written riddled brain is saying did i ever did i ever uh, compete in the olympics <laughs> oh wow well i mean i was quite a competitive volleyball player in high school uh, i was one of the youngest students to ever make the junior varsity at our lady of balloon animal junior high um but uh, i mostly was there in a in a coaching capacity i was there to make sure that the coach's notes were organized you know if i if i had not found my passion for acting i feel as though i could have been an olympic volleyball player but yeah thank you for asking it's flattery again i mean olympic vault but olympic volleyball player probably not like nobody nobody cared nobody has ever asked that people people but imagine imagine being on that fringe and being approved and oh good here google has sent has sent me my copy of the app like more questions that people keep asking like is andy not go dead Jeez! <laughs> no, I'm here, everyone. Why, why, why haven't why haven't I seen Andy not go in anything? I mean, absolutely nothing since that sitcom he was on got canceled in 1993. So I just want to point out some of the copy that's in this iTunes description for this app. Um, so description, cameos on Google, it's you, be the authority on you. You can answer in your own style, amplify your presence at your leisure. And then this one is fun. Stay relevant and fresh, <laughs> which I'm just like, it's not what YouTube is for. Yeah, All your answers I'm... get posted right to Google and your fans will see it when they search for you or scroll through their feed in the Google app. Fans, fans, fans. Maybe I'm just jealous because I don't have fans. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's I, I, I think I feel as though I'm smart enough uh, and self-aware enough not to not to download this app and see if I get approved because I don't want it. I, I, I feel as though there is a non-zero chance that I would get approved, but an overwhelmingly more strong chance that, of course, no, I'm not. The, I'm not famous enough for for this app, and I would much rather not make that request and hold on to that 0.8 percent chance that maybe I am one of these famous uh, 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 thought <laughs> thought thought brand brand leaders and thought brand, thought influencers, brand, Andy. And thank you, thought influencer. I th again that I would like to again maintain uh, that I have that ability as opposed to knowing for a fact. Same, same reason why I decided not to mail in my astronaut application uh, when I was 48, because I thought that you know I, I feel as though I'm, I'm I would be quite a catch for the International Space Station and for the uh, uh, and, and for the uh, up, upcoming uh, new uh, new third parties flights. But you know what? Let's just leave that a mystery. I would it's unfair. It's unfair that Lance Bass went to went to space and you did not. I just I'm going to put that out there. He bought his way into space. Did so. he, he didn't go to space, did he? He did when he went to space. Really? Yes, Lance Bass that, went to space. I thought he went I know he I know he was he he was buying a seat on the, on a Soyuz. I don't remember whether or not it was just kidding. He not. didn't go. Okay, You're right. You go. It was okay. in 2002. In my defense, I had a lot of stuff going on during that time. <laughs> I was in high school. It like how much you were in difficult. love with Lance Bass. No, no, no. That was This was like three years after my NSYNC teeny boppery. And also Lance wasn't my guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so maybe Lance Bass will hop on to cameos and let his fans know what he thinks about them. Hmm. Or what he is, thinks about, yes. <laughs> is Google checking to see if these people are lying? Could, could oh, that's Lance, a good point. Could, could Lance Bass say, why, yes, not only did I spend 10 days uh, on the International Space Station, but I single-handedly saved the lives of two cosmonauts and whatever they call a French astronaut. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't save any of the American astronauts or any of the astronauts from any English-speaking country, so definitely don't. And don't ask the French guys or the Russian guys in French or German because you don't speak French or German. And they'll probably just say, blah, 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 hell no, blah, 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 who's <laughs> Lance Bass. A lot of you know, Russian sounds that's, that's of saying, yes, thank God. God bless you, bah. Lance. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good time as any to wrap up this week's show. 
Andy, this was fun. So let's tell everybody very quickly that they can email us and sign on sign up for a membership to support us if you would like to sponsor us at relay.fm backslash material. We have a fun bonus episode coming soon with uh, a long lost host on hiatus. So definitely stay tuned for that. That is coming soon. Uh, you know, it's it's just the things that we do for our listeners out there. And we really appreciate those of you who tune in weekly. And if you are tuning in weekly, you know, what really helps is if you hit the subscribe button at the podcast app that you're listening to us at. It also really helps if you leave a iTunes review, if you happen to be listening to us through iTunes, because as you see, sometimes we talk about the iPhone here even if it is just to talk about the description of the iPhone description um, or the iTunes app description anyway just you know what we really appreciate your support on that note Andy if people would like to find you on the internet outside of our little corner of the web on this little podcast where can they find you spell my last name on Instagram or on Twitter or in a uh, URL uh, and you'll get to my blog and my Instagram and my Twitter. Actually, if you hit Instagram, you'll see photographic evidence that uh, I uh, spent some time with uh, Leah Thompson, and she seemed <laughs> she seemed she seemed not displeased to be within my presence, or at least for the one sixtieth of a second that the shutter on my Pixel phone was open. She was very, very obviously, demonstrably, very, very pleased to be with me. So I'm not making it up. I lie about all kinds of stuff, but as it happened, I have photographic proof that this was not a lie. Wow. That's rare in this day and age. Uh, I'm not used it's... to be being trusted. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not a liar. I'm just saying I'm not used to people just simply trusting me. So I want to make sure you don't have to trust me. I've proven, I've, re- I've delivered to you, unto you photographic evidence. Solid photographic evidence on Instagram.com. You heard it here first. Uh, as for me, oh, not I... first. Believe, believe me, ever since Saturday, I've been bragging to, from from heaven down all the way down to hell about. Damn it, Andy! I thought we had an exclusive on this. You've been giving away all of our good stuff to other people. I'm sorry, Inst- Instagram came up with a better offer. All those ad dollars. Uh, it's all those ad dollars. If you want to know what I've been up to, I actually just pinned a new tweet at my Twitter because I just haven't had time to update my website because. I have been working a ton, which is good. It's good to be busy, especially when you're a freelancer. You can check that out on my Twitter at oh, that flow. Just kind of show you some of the recent stuff that I've been publishing at the different sites that I write for. And uh, I guess I guess that's it for us this week, Andy. Should we say bye? We should. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. I had a great week. I met Leah Thompson. Wee! Okay. <laughs> Jim, leave that in there.